about Disney Cruise Line releases new details about Disney, the Tale of Moana, the Broadway-style stage show coming to the Disney treasure, opening date of the new cabins at Fort Wilderness, resorts announced, headline news, new new Dear Disney segment, and so much more on today's Disney Parks Podcast. And now... Welcome to the Disney Parks Podcast, your Disney infotainment podcast. Keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the podcast at all times, and get ready for the Disney Parks Podcast. All right, welcome to January 2224. Gosh, that's a lot of twos. The uh, stumble and bumble intro. Yeah. That's okay. You said the wrong. You stumbled it, and I hit the wrong button. So we put the wrong buttons. We're even now. We're even. Welcome back, everyone. (laughs) Stay tuned for next week. We don't know what button we'll push. (laughs) We don't know. It's random. Random. Good night. We're out. Gotta go. Yeah. All right. Uh, Did you do anything Disney this weekend, James? I think we did. (laughs) I think I did. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. I had a nice trip to the park. A little bit festival of the arts action. A little festival of farts. Yeah. 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 So let's see. Definitely let's kind of recap this a little bit. So we went in. Uh, we uh, oh, we went to Garden Grill for lunch. Yes, we did. Uh, Tony has officially is, checked that off his list. My first time. Very nice. And how did you think? Uh, the food I in my post that I put it's uh, the same as Chef Mickey's and Spring Canyon. It's the same skillet, literally the same skillet with the same food in it. <laughs> um, it was it was fine. The characters, you know, listen, you're you're going there for the characters. You got uh, Mickey, Pluto, Chip, and Dale. A very uh, odd set of four characters in one place, but that's okay. Um, the you know the restaurant kind of rotates. Uh, in like living in the land building, uh, so you get to see very slowly, very slowly. Because if it went any faster, you wouldn't yeah. eat food. Yeah, we did like one rotation and a third. Yeah, I'd say you get you get about one one and a half sometimes, depending on how many people you got with yeah. you. Yeah, you yeah. you could probably squeeze two if you had a good crowd and yeah. Didn't have anything else to do. Yeah. We had a great server, Jeannie. Shout out, Jeannie. Yep. Uh, if you listen, Fantastic. you probably don't, but that's okay. Uh, you know, we asked for seconds immediately after she brought them out. There were no <laughs> like, oh, you want more of that? Sure, I can bring some out. You know, sometimes the waiter goes, well, why don't you finish that? And then we can bring more. Uh, she didn't ask any questions. She just brought out more food, which I like. Uh, and the characters did stop by. They didn't pass, you know, by four adults sitting at a table. You know, because no. I've been brushed off by characters before, and it's not pleasant, especially when I'm paying for it. Uh, so from there, we went on test track. Yes, we did. Uh, I got a, I got the figment uh, grape smoothie over at the Odyssey, uh, which was nice. Uh, wasn't bad. It could have used a little bit more grape flavor. Uh, inside the Odyssey, they have uh, some sand art that you can make. Uh, spin art, 
And there was the oh God. What do they call themselves? Like Nate. The car- caricatures, character names, things. Yeah, yeah. You have one from my, my, uh, previous year. There says Tony. Um, so we did that. Then we headed out to the plaza, looked at some art. Uh, you know, all the different uh, art art kiosks, let's call them. Uh, and then we kind of had to zip around because uh, I wanted to. Uh, See Greg McCullough. He's over between the Outpost and Germany, uh, and we bought. Uh, <clears throat> no, we. I bought his new partner's painting. It's down here, and had uh, Greg uh, sign it. Uh, it's got over a hundred hidden Mickey's in it. I, I only found the one. It was, it was the picture of Mickey. It was the easiest one to find. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Uh, we tried to eat at the new Tokyo Dining, and I'm gonna save that story. Uh, when I find out how it ends, <laughs> join us on Patreon for that. That ought yeah, to be. We'll, we'll save that experience, but let's just say we it didn't work out as well as we thought. No. And we'll leave it at that for now. So then we headed to Smokehouse, uh, had some dinner over there, which was uh, good. Yeah, that was just good. Yeah. Yep. And our, uh, by the way, our garden grill got us the uh, dining package. So we had the 645 uh, show, which featured uh, Gavin Lee, who played Bert in Mary Poppins, uh, the OG Bert in Mary Poppins, and uh, Heidi Beckenstaff, uh, who's the OG of uh, Freaky Friday. And uh, I have not seen them before at. Um, Festival of the Arts. So they, it was, they were fantastic. Yeah, they were fantastic. I mean, uh, I love Gavin Lee. I saw him on Broadway. Uh, you know, he did some tap dan- tap dancing, which I did not expect. It was, you know, great. I mean, he did it in the movie, but to see him do it on the stage live in front of you, it was like, oh, cool. You know. Yeah. Um, so it, it was. Listen, you're getting two Broadway singers. Singing their best stuff, their oh, yeah. best songs. I can't say for free, but included in your included in your that. ticket to the park. Yep. No you know. extra fees are needed. You do yeah. not need yeah. to do the dining package if you don't want to. You yeah, you don't need to. You don't need to. Which, when we went, it was not that bad. Yeah. You probably could have got in. Yeah. All on your own without a problem. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. It wasn't very filled up for the 645 no. show. So, um, yeah. So I, I want to go back. I want to see Ashley Brown. I forgot who she's paired with this year. And I want to go back and see Michael James Scott, uh, the genie from Aladdin, because he, he's a hoot. He's a, he's a real hoot. So I want to go back and see him. And I may go back and see, see Strickland, too. Josh Strickland. I think it's Josh Strickland. Uh, he played Tarzan uh, because he's uh, quite funny. He's got a good voice too. I listen. I I love it. I love Disney's Broadway and to see this stuff for free. I call it free because it's you know part of my annual pass. So, yeah. uh, did I leave out anything, James? Did I miss anything? I don't think so. We walked the entire lagoon. Saw yeah. pretty much most of the yeah. art we could see. I mean. I'm sure I know you'll be back because you definitely want to see yeah. 
uh, a few other people. Uh, yeah. I'm sure I will be back. I don't know yeah. if it'll be this weekend or not, but I will definitely be back. Probably again, maybe more in the daytime to see more of the uh, art when it's yeah. a little bit easier to see visible. Yeah. But uh, other than that, no, the, the arts is a great time to come. Um, and it's always, I'd say always busy, but it is yeah. definitely a very popular event for a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. We got there like at around 1130 and I don't know the names of the parking lots anymore, but the far parking the lot to the, the right was filled. I mean, they were filling the middle one and then they were working on uh, the, the one going to the left. Yeah, far left. to the left of the tram. So mm. and and that was, you know, two hour, two and a half hours after open. So there, it was it was pretty busy. Um what was I going to say? There's something to say. Oh, let's talk about the front of the park because this is the first time I've seen the front of the park. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Central Park, it's probably what I would call that. I mean, a lot of trees, a lot of benches, a lot of seat, sitting areas. I have to applaud them for putting seating in a park because that's very, very unlike Disney to put a seat anywhere. Um, so it was very interesting to see that. The Walt Disney statue is fantastic, um, but I just think the placement of it for good photographs is not very good. I have a feeling they're going to put some kind of like cover over that area, right. you know, because when you're sitting there, anything in the daylight, it the sun is pointing right down on Walt. And pictures look wa- washed out. Even our pictures that we took on the phone, you know, had to play with the exposures and brilliance and sliding everything, seeing where it would look best, getting trying to get rid of shadows and things. So I don't know. I have a feeling they're going to put a cover over that, you know, not enclose it, but just you know, a little shade thing, so that they can cut the glare. Maybe they won't. Hell, I, what the hell do I know? But I think if enough people complain about it, uh, we'll see. Uh, and then we did get to see, uh, we didn't stay for the fireworks this time because I know I'm going to say something stupid. It was was cold here in Florida. Yeah, no, it was. And it was a long day. It was like 47 when we left. So, uh, that's a little chilly for us, uh, Floridians. You know, we like it in the balmy seventies, not the forties. Um, but I, I have to say the best thing ever. For the 50th anniversary, if they did nothing but put those stupid lights on Spaceship Earth, that was the best thing ever. It really makes that ball. Yeah, it really makes that ball sparkle and pop. I'm just going to say. Best thing ever. And now that they've done little shows, different music to it, it's just, you know, all right, killer. Killer. It's that much more. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, I still wish. I still wish they would project on it. You know they used to. Didn't well, they? they've done it for events. They've done it yeah, for Star they've Wars. It they've done it yeah. for. You know they put Mike Wazowski on it. You know, yeah. it is like the perfect platform to project on. It's not a castle. It's easy to map to. It's around. Just put pictures yeah. on it. You know, you know, I I don't, I, I feel like the light thing is great. 
that you know you can have some light show and then have projection on it and then go to a light show and have projection on i just think i don't think you're using the full capacity of that ball yet we'll get there one step at a time all right. Let me. Maybe I'll have to add that to my dear Disney. Anyway, you might. You might have to. Uh, anything else? What else? Uh, I think we did it all. Yeah, I think we had uh, we had everything yeah. covered. Yeah, yeah. All right. Are you ready uh, for the news? News. Yes. Let's do it. And now Disney Parks Podcast News. <laughs> On the list, the first one today, Disney Cruise Line releases new details about Disney, the Tale of Moana, the Broadway-style stage show coming to the Disney Treasure. Yes, you've heard it. There is will be the one and only Moana stage show in Disney Cruise Line. Yeah. So Disney Cruise Line has announced details about Disney, the Tale of Moana, a stage adaptation-inspired by the Disney Animation Studio film set to debut exclusively on the Disney Treasure in December of 2024. The production features set design and music inspired by Pacific Islands culture. The show will use innovative puppetry, including a massive Taka puppet designed by master puppet designer Michael Curry. The storyline follows Moana's journey to restore the heart of Tafiti with the key scenes like with key scenes like Warrior Face and the transformation of the Walt Disney Theater into the open ocean. The production incorporates elements of Pacific Island cultures and languages, creating a unique and immersive experience of for audiences. The Tale of Moana joins the lineup of shows on the Disney Treasure alongside fan favorites like Beauty and the Beast and Disney Sees the Adventure. That has to. Yeah, this should be interesting. This should be. I saw yeah. a photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's interesting they're also using puppets again. It seems like puppets are the in thing for Disney these days. I mean, the, uh, the designing, if they're done right, do look, I mean, yeah. really well. Hey, the ones at the Nemo show were pretty good. Yeah, I mean, and the ones for Lion King on yeah. Broadway are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Hey, if you're a Disneyland person, there are updates to the early entry benefit starting tomorrow. Tomorrow? No, starting on the 20th. Two so, days ago. Uh, yep, two days ago. The early entry benefit will be uh, updated to allow guests staying at one of the Disneyland Resort hotels to take advantage of a whopping whole 30 minutes mm. early entry into a designated theme park for every day of their hotel stay. Each day, either Disneyland or Disney California Adventure will be open early. Please check the theme park calendar for the schedule. The early entry benefit allows guests staying uh, to enjoy select attractions, dining, and shopping locations, valid theme park admission, and a park reservation for the same park on the same date is also required for all guests three and up. Park reservations are limited, subject to availability, and not guaranteed. And before heading to the part of the early entry, guests should link their theme park tickets or passes or reservations and hotel reservations 
to the Disneyland app to show verification of these requirements. Tickets and passes can be viewed by selecting tickets and passes. Hotel dates of stay can be viewed by selecting my hotel reservation in the Disneyland app. So there you go, kids. Bring your proof with you. You know, you would think like they would issue wristbands out the door, like, hey, bring this wristband with you to early entry. The easy ways. Yeah. Not always the easy way. But that's okay. If you go to the wrong park, just turn around and look behind you. The other way. (laughs) It's not that far. (laughs) It's literally not that far. You literally cannot park in the wrong spot. It's not like you go to the Animal Kingdom and you're supposed to be in the Magic Kingdom and yeah, you have to take a thirty your, minute. Your thirty park minutes ride. is long gone. Yeah, <laughs> it'll take you thirty minutes just to wait for the bus to get back. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and that's lucky. Yep. Uh, up next on the list, explore Disney's Lookout Key at Lighthouse Point with all new port adventures. Ooh. All right. So, uh, as we prepare to welcome guests to Disney Lookout Key at Lighthouse Point, this summer, new details for Port Adventures are now available on the Disney Cruise Line website. Venture beyond, venture beyond Disney's Lookout Key to explore the rich culture and breathtaking beauty of Eleuthria. 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 Yeah. With an exciting collection of all new adventures, especially developed in partnership with local tour operators. <laughs> From biking and kayaking along the island's pristine coastline to snorkeling through tropical reefs or exploring mystical caves and lush forest aboard an off boat, an off-road buggy, exciting adventures await guests in every turn. <laughs> Uh, on the list of things you can do without going down the product codes, uh, bank, Bahama Bank Escape. I want to know what that's all about when I get a chance to actually know what that's about. Because yeah. that sounds like escape I, room. So yeah, it's like an escape room. <laughs> okay. Oh, that would be interesting. Uh, banana boat, bicycle rental, bike and kayak at Disney's Lookout Key at Lighthouse Point. Certified scuba trip. E-bike, see, I would try that. E-bike, sand, snorkel, and history tour. Historical nature and awesome buggy tour, two people. Historical nature and awesome buggy tour, four people. Mm. Private historical and culture tour. Private historical and culture tour. tour. Okay, so there's two same things. One's an SUV and one's in a van. Right. Yep. You have a snorkel by boat. Regular and one with a certified scuba observer, mm-hmm. a snorkel rental, mm-hmm. and then also South Eleuthria Eco and Cultural Tour, mm-hmm. or a South Eleuthria Eco and Historical Tour, mm-hmm. and last but not least, a Tropical Reef Safari Snorkel. Mm-hmm. So we're going in s- September? And none of these sounded like super. <laughs> I, I'm just looking for a jet ski. It, really, when it comes down to it. I did not see that on this list. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. It's no. Not. Or even a boat rental of some kind or go out on a boat excursion or something. You know. I don't need to see. I'm, I'm not a snorkeler. 
Um, and and I think I think the buggy tour uh, might be something we might do. Yeah, the buggy um, sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. I want to know if that's on your own or with somebody, or maybe you're just yeah, following a tour guide. I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, I don't. Know. All the rest not not that interesting for me. So, hey, we're gonna go check it out. We'll come back. We'll tell you all about it. You know. Yes. As we always do. Yes, you will. Uh, hey, opening dates uh, for the new cabins at Disney's Four Wilderness uh, Resort have been announced. So starting July first, yes, guests can experience the great outdoors <laughs> inside a cabin. No, with the opening True. of the <laughs> with the opening of the cabins at Four Wilderness, the newest Disney Vacation Club property. On sale. This a will be nestled in the scenic woodlands of Disney's Four Wilderness Resort and Campground. And the cabins offer a relaxing retreat. The first loop will open on July 1st with the second loop and more opening throughout the year. Guests can enjoy various activities, including the beloved Hoop to Do Review, celebrating the 50th anniversary this year. The Tricircle D Ranch, featuring over 90 horses, offering horseback rides, adventures, and carriage rides, and outdoor recreational activities like paddleboat adventure, bass fishing, jogging, and the Fort Wilderness Archery Experience. I still want to do that. I would, too. It'd be fun. Yeah. I just hope the horses aren't in the background. I don't want to... I thought that really... was the bullseye. I... Yeah. Oh, my, my bad. My bad. No, no. That's not nice. Uh, the resort also offers playgrounds, pools, and sports facilities, Chippendales, campfire sing-along, which I've done before, featuring country songs, roasted marshmallows, s'mores, all kinds of stuff, movies under the stars, and a nightly celebration including included for all guests staying at the resort. So I, I know I'm, we're thinking if we can get one of these, um, you know, the – Halloween, Christmas time. I am. I'm hoping to see more floor plans because right now yeah. there's only one. <clears throat> yeah, there is only one, and the one uh, bedroom. Yeah, and, oh, and okay. bring my golf cart down. That'll be that'll be fun. This way, I don't have to rent theirs. Like zip mine around. Anyway, what else is coming, Mister James? Uh, well, good luck. But uh, tickets for D23, the ultimate Disney fan event, go on sale this March. Okay, so you still have time. So good luck, but good luck. Good luck. Soon you'll, yeah, good, soon luck, soon you, soon you'll be able to get your tickets to D23, the ultimate Disney fan event. Tickets for the one-of-a-kind fan experience, which includes spectacular shows, new venues, and multiple days of entertainment across Disney will go on sale March 26th, 2024. Mm. D23 connects Disney fans of all ages, bringing together the best of the company's most beloved brands, such as Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and much, much more. The event takes place in Anaheim, California, August 9th through the 11th. This year's D23 event will have Disney Plus integrations and new interactive apps as well as musical performance and an amazing shopping experience, which it's out of this world, mm-hmm. and special presentations. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. <clears throat> we'll depend. It, it, we'll see what the price is this year. 
And and how much I have to pay to get in? Let's see nothing. <laughs> Good luck. We'll see. We'll see if Tony goes or not. Because <clears throat> I really wanted to do a Christmas trip this year to Disneyland, and I'd I'd rather not go twice. So, if I maybe if I go, I don't do Disneyland. I just go to the expo and then get out. Get out. That might that might happen too. A quick walk straight through and the other end right to the airport kind yeah, of thing. Pretty much. You turn, yeah, yeah, that'd be fine. That's before Tony grabs everything he can uh, purchase on the way out. The inter- <laughs> U-turn, exactly. I'll just bring my own shipping crate with me. There you go. Ship this for me while I get on yeah. this plane and leave. Yeah. All right, uh, my dear Disney for the week, dear Disney. Uh, we were in the parks this weekend, and I do not. Uh, on my annual pass, have the ability to download photos. I, I, I just think giving you an extra $99 for something I could do on this device that takes pretty good pictures, uh, I don't think I need to pay for that. But my problem is, why do I get reminders? Like after we got off test track, like, hey, just a reminder, don't forget to download your photo. Um... I can't download that. I'm no, I not don't. Download it. <laughs> I don't have the ability to do that. I didn't purchase it. Now you would think they would know. Oh, this person doesn't have the PhotoPass add-on. Let's not send them the message because they can't do that. Unless it's reverse psychology and saying, "Oh, I really want that." I should probably give them the $99 so that he will buy that and then he can download his photos. I don't know. Dear Disney, Maybe. I would like to be able to opt out of your messaging or at least specific messages. Mainly can I do that path? in the Disney app? Disney Experience app? No. Nope. Wait, hold on. Let me look. Nope. Turn them all off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, anyway, that's my Dear Disney for the week. Dear Disney. Dear it's Disney. in the mail. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Uh, hey, a Disney Imagineer is among one of the 2024 Eventers Hall of Fame inductees. Uh, at Walt Disney Imagineering Campus in Glendale, California, 15 innovators including a Disney Imagineer, Lanny, L-A-N-N-Y, Smoot, was honored as a National Inventors Hall of Fame 2024 inductees. The ceremony was followed by an exclusive behind-the-scenes tour of Imagineering Research and Development Department. The 2024 inductees recognized for inventing ranging from cancer treatments to themed special effects. Guess one which one Lanny did. Uh, join the National <laughs> Join the National Inventors Hall of Fame. Uh, Disney Imagineering Chief Creative Officer Bruce Vaughn uh, highlighted the company's legacy of innovation, drawing attention to Walt Disney's contributions, such as the invention of the multiplane carrier. He was the first, actually, Walt Disney person to get inducted was Walt Disney himself. Uh, Lanny is a Disney Imagineer with 25 years experience and has developed interactive and 
technological advancements, including the realistic, expandable, extendable lightsabers, you know, the one that Josh Tomorrow showcased for us, that we still can't, can't buy, and the interactive lightsaber experience at Star Wars Galactic Cruiser, which is now dead, uh, his latest project is the Omni Mover Hollow Tile Floor, uh, demonstrated during the R&D uh, tour. It's capable of real-time adjustments and enabling guests to channel their inner Jedi. I happen uh, to see this video. The, yeah. the floor is very interesting. Right? It was very cool. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And mm. this dude has got over 100 patents to his name. Uh, I think most of which have come from uh, the Walt Disney Company. So it's very cool when, you know, Disney is kind of included in these things. I mean, like, hey, this guy's worked there for a very long time. And now he's, you know, in the Inventors Hall of Fame. So, yeah. Um, and I think the only other person from the Disney Company is Walt Disney at this time. So there's two. So that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Okay. What's going on there, Mr. James at Disneyland? Oh, over in Disneyland. Disneyland Resort planning to construct new entry gates. <laughs> okay. Sure. Mm. Later this year, the Disneyland Resort will be constructing new entry gates for both theme parks. Oh, yeah, they are probably dated a little bit. I don't. Here's the question. Like, you would have to ask yourself. Like, when you go to the Esplanade, right? You have Disneyland to the left and California Adventure to the right. I think right now, when you walk into Esplanade, there's the security checkpoint. Yep. Couldn't you just turn that into turnstiles and then you go either left or right and then that's it, you're done? Call it, call it a day. Yeah, call it a day. I don't know. You know? Right, go ahead. I don't know. So you just, things can't you just be. work here. Yeah. I, <laughs> I just podcast here. Sometimes. I don't know. You know, what things to me make sense. What sense? Right. <sighs> yeah. Later this year, the Disneyland Resort will be constructing new entry gates for both theme parks. So there'll be a wall somewhere, I'm sure. Oh, oh there will be walls. If not, we'll loan them to you. We got a few over here. Yeah. <laughs> we took some of ours down. We can send them to you. Yeah, we got plenty now. That's why they're doing entry gates. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They can't stay in storage for long. They they cost money. Yeah. Uh, Disneyland and Disney California Adventure will be getting new entry gates. New. Starting later this year, Disneyland Resort will begin work to construct new updated entry gates and the entryways to Disneyland Park and Disneyland California Adventure Park. The update will include will include adding additional gates and making the gates and strollers just for Tony strollers and EA accessible. Shocking. Maybe we'll talk about that in another day. <laughs> According to the permits, Disneyland Park is set to upgrade its entry system by replacing turnstiles and gates with new automatic guest entry gates. Fixed manual gates and removable railings. Additionally, overhead shrouds are part of the planned installations. 
Meanwhile, Disney California Adventure is undergoing similar changes with removing existing turnstiles and gates in gates, installing new automatic guest entry gates, fixed manual gates, and removable railings, and adding new overhead shrouds. Well, so the same. Yep. Notably, separate permits were filed for both the turnstile and the gate at Disney California Adventure. Mm. So they're not getting the same thing we got? No. We just got... So. All right, let's say they go, you know, you know, if you go to, a, like, an office building, there's usually, you know, some glass thing, you tap your, yeah. your pass. Almost like the subway system. Yeah, the gate goes yeah. open. Could they do that at the parks? But here's my problem. Or here's where there might be a problem. If you have, like, a family of four, you got, you know, mom with a stroller and two, and then dad has all the pass, goes tap, 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 you know, or... You know, somebody could tap, and then how many people can walk through before it slaps shut? You know, and then mom's on the other side, and then somebody's got to open it to let mom and stroll through. So, I I, I like the idea of the automatic thing, you know, but I don't know if it's feasible. Uh, Why don't we just have the same thing that we have here? No one runs through them because we can't have the same thing because then we'd be the same. We have why do we different. need? Well, why do we need because doors? Because they live in California. We live in Florida. They want doors? <laughs> they have to be different. Okay. And keep your doors. Just make sure they're ADA compliant. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. Yeah. yeah. That's all. Yeah. Well, you might be on the next Dear Disney. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, 2024 is going to be a big year for the Disneyland Forward. If you've not been to this website, go to DisneylandForward.com going good info there uh 2024 will be an important year for disneyland forward project as it kicks off next week with a city council workshop uh january 23rd at the workshop which is open to the public it's the whole reason for it more details will be covered in the discussion about the project while we still don't know or expect anything to close to the level of detail such as what specific attractions or offerings will be included in this project, which will be completed over decades. Decades, not years, decades. But the city of Anaheim is expected to release a proposed development agreement. So Disneyland is kind of recruiting the citizens of Anaheim and the government of Anaheim to help come up with a plan for how they can expand the park and make it bigger. So that's what this project is all about. Anyway. Without with without with going beyond the constraints of where they're yeah, already built. Exactly. Yeah. They want more property. They're trying to figure out how they can get it. Uh, this will up. be the second workshop for this project following a planning commission uh, which happened back in 2023. The Disneyland Forward website has a page where people that are interested in attending the city council workshop can sign up uh, for the event or send a letter in support of the Disneyland Forward project. Uh, you go to the website, DisneylandForward.com. Like I said, forward slash city workshop, if that's what you want to see. Currently, here's a look at the 2024 timeline for the project, which includes a city council hearing on whether or not to approve the project later this spring. Uh, January 23rd, the City Council workshop with an overview of Disneyland Forward proposed development agreement. 
Then uh, February of 2024, Planning Commission Workshop with an overview of Disneyland for proposed development agreement. Then in March, the Planning Commission hearing with expected vote. Then in April, the Second City Council Workshop. And then April through May, the City Council uh, hearing and expected vote. So at a high level, the Disneyland Forward Project is less of a project and more of a rezoning initiative. Uh, in order to expand Disneyland Resort theme parks and entertainment venues, Disneyland requires rezoning approval from the city of Anaheim. So there are, I guess, some things that they want that may be deemed residential, which they want zoned commercial, obviously. Uh, the proposal, yeah, the proposal calls for allowing theme park attractions alongside hotels on the west side of Disneyland Drive, and theme park attractions along uh, alongside new shopping, dining, and entertainment to the southeast on what is today's the Toy Story parking area. The proposal also calls for additional parking. Uh, east of the theme parks and potential footbridges across Harbor Boulevard and Disneyland Drive. The proposal does not request any new acreage, square footage, or hotel rooms to be developed. Instead, it would shift already approved development amounts across uh, land Disney already currently owns. So, so they just want to repurpose the whole thing without yeah. taking any more land than they already have. Correct. Yep. So yep. why is this a big problem? Uh, because the city of Anaheim says it is. and uh, well, That much we get. And whoever, somehow the, I think the city of Anaheim mayor got in a pissing match with Disneyland management, president, I guess, management, who, whoever was at the time. So, you know, there's, there's been a bad blood between the two. And now, this project is supposed to try and clean that up. I, they're trying to recruit the citizens of Anaheim to help support. They're saying that they want the citizens of Anaheim to say to the town, hey, listen, we appreciate we this, this being here. Yeah. It brings jobs. It brings uh, prosperity. brings tax dollars, brings which joy. Also helps the city of Anaheim just help them move the ball along a little bit. So Yeah. We'll see if this works. We'll see if this route of uh, tactics uh, work. All right, Mr. James, are you ready for some headline news? And now, the headline news. All right, Big River Grill over at Disney's Boardwalk is closed. Goodbye. Have you ever eaten there? I have at least and, twice. Uh -huh. The last time I went, eh, it was all right. Yeah, that, that's what it says. All the right. first time I went, I think, I don't remember. It was a long time ago, mm -hmm. and I think it was a lot better than that. But I couldn't tell you because the last time was, I yeah. could have probably done something else. I'll yeah. be honest. Yeah, I've eaten there maybe twice, maybe three times. And, uh, I never had, really had a good experience with the food. It wasn't very good. It was bland. It was yucky. It was, I th I think at least once I sent something back and it came back <laughs> in not any better condition than I sent it back in. So, um, oh nice. So, anyway, I 
I hope they put something fantastic there because you know the boardwalk is a great area. It's got a lot of traffic. Uh, it does. And uh, you know, I just think something needs to go there. I feel sorry for the boardwalk because right now they only have Trattatore al Forno and uh, Flying Fish. So yes. you have something moderate or very expensive. Nothing else. <laughs> you know, Nothing. So. Hey, the uh, Conro- Conrad Orlando Hotel is now open at the Evermore Resort, which is don't, very don't close to Disney World. Um, you could you know, that pu- probably be there. If I'm- you went there and looked? Oh, yeah. Is it expensive? I didn't look at. It's uh, just shy of four digits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, the, I think the villas are cheaper than the hotel. Well, the they're not owned by Conrad. The what? They're not owned by Conrad. Yeah. 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 No, they're owned by Evermore. Well, it, that's a Hilton, right? Conrad is a Hilton named after mm-hmm. Conrad Hilton. I would assume. It is. Yeah. But yeah. the Evermore is not, not Hilton. Yeah. No. Uh, hey, Disney Entertainment is won thirty-seven primetime Emmys. That's that's not too shabby. That's too shabby. No, that's a good day. Uh, they also won seven Critic Choice Awards. So apparently, the mm-hmm. critics are a little bit more uh, mm-hmm. harder on critics. Disney than the Emmy people are. <laughs> uh, Disney Princess Bar and Bag Bundle is coming soon to Sensi. So if you're a Sensi, if you're in the Sensi universe, you got some stuff coming. Uh, the Roy O. Disney locomotive is going out for a multi-year refurbishment. So if you don't know, uh, I think it's about like every three years, if I'm not mistaken. They pack up the train, the locomotive, and send it to Philadelphia and have it completely taken apart uh, and almost like rebuilt. Yep. Completely like redone, all the parts greased, oiled, changed. If it's worn out, it gets replaced. So uh, I've been involved with when it comes back. Uh, God, I can't think of the name of the train now. Anyway, anyway, I've been, I've been involved where it comes back, and you know we got to put the train in service for the first time. It's, it's a cool little experience. Um, nice. Actually, I was part of the Carrollwood uh, Society. Uh, if if you don't, if you're a Disney train fanatic, uh, join the Carrollwood. You probably know about it already. It's a good little club. Uh, hey, Mission Space Attraction sign has been removed at Epcot. And now some construction walls have seemed to have gone up. I don't know. Well, Are they repainting? leave the walls in no use for long. So Yeah. Well, they had to put them somewhere. So we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, there's a lot of rumors. One rumor is that the sign's just going out for rehab. That you know, it's going to get cleaned up and put right back in place. But then the walls went up uh, near Mission Space, so now we don't know if they're painting the building too. So we don't know. We don't know what Disney doesn't tell us. We don't know. And until we know, we don't know. We won't know. Yeah. We may never uh, know. We may never know until it's done. The sign uh, may be back in the world. Yep. Construction continues over at Grand Avenue. Uh, there's a mystery structure now going on over there, Grand Avenue. So we don't know what that is. We'll we'll know when they tell us. Uh, and just so that the left side of the <coughs> Magic Kingdom really has nothing, uh, refurbishment of Big Thunder Mountain uh, begins. So now there's no splash and no thunder, and you, 
You don't even need to go over there anymore. You could just eat a Pecos Bill and watch the construction all day. <laughs> Sit there and watch it being rebuilt. <laughs> or take a take a trip out to Tom Sawyer Island because that's the only other thing you can do there. There you go. And I might actually get busy now. But because uh, I think what this weekend, yeah, I think Bear Jamboree went down too for uh, its yeah. refurbishment. So now, now that whole site yeah. is gone. Yeah. So. Adventureland is dead. It is. No, there is no adventure left. <laughs> There's. What did Susan say? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> we have a we have a third podcaster that lives in James's house. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> All right. You have anything else interesting? I do not. Oh, all right. All right, kids. Thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for being here. But we leave you with this. If you do like this show, there are two other shows. One is called two. The Extra Magic Hour. Yep. One is called Extra, Ma- uh, Extra Magic Hour Show, where we pontificate on whatever the subject of the day is. And yeah, we have the Disney Plus podcast show, where we talk about Disney Plus. So uh, there you go. And that's all we got. So thank you, and we'll see you in the parks. parks. The Disney Parks Podcast is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company. All Disney parks, attractions, lands, shows, event names, etc. are registered trademarks of the Walt Disney Company.